Hello, and a very warm welcome to the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast. How does the combination of collaboration, connection, and culture factor into optimizing hybrid work for your team and your organization? While circumstances of the past couple of years have taught us a lot of valuable lessons about the inner workings of hybrid, there's still much to figure out. To dig deeper on this topic, this week I'm joined by Kira Darcy. An experienced Human Resources Director, Kira is formerly HR Director of Accenture Ireland, Head of HR with Google, and Technical Director with IBEC. In 2021, she held a People Strategy Network event at IMI on leading the hybrid organization. So I'm delighted today to be joined by Kira Darcy on the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast after what was an excellent People Strategy Network session recently at the IMI. So Kira, there's a lot of things to get into, but I think um, I'd like to start, if it's okay, with um, this idea, this kind of trifecta idea of collaboration, connection, and culture in relation to making the hybrid model work um, Mm. optimally. So how would you advise organizations to approach this kind of conundrum to get the balance right, which seems to be the key? I think the starting point, honestly, really needs to be with each organization figuring out what's going to work best for themselves. What I'm sensing at the moment is quite a lot of people checking what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is planning to do. And in the work that I've been doing with clients, the thing that I'm really learning is actually they need to be very reflective of their own organization. What's what are their strategic imperative? What are the commercial realities that they're operating within? So everything that you're doing in terms of building hybrids really needs to be completely designed specifically around your organization, your needs, your employees. What are they telling you, for example? Your customers, what do they need? So all of those pieces really need to be reflected in the design of the hybrid model that's going to work best for your business. For some organizations, that naturally then means, for example, that the pieces around culture uh, around collaboration, uh, around that connection piece automatically come up. So, for example, when you begin to talk to your people and ask them, what would they like? What was working for them? Nine times out of 10, what I'm finding is people are saying, actually, they're looking for that connection. So you find that solves for itself very quickly when you begin to ask, uh, really, what is it that we need to sustain our business? Equally, then, when you think about your strategic imperatives, your commercial realities, your people know your business very quickly. So again, those kinds of things tend to come up very quickly as people will identify the areas where perhaps they've struggled over lockdown to really get the collaboration going the way it really needs to. And we'll be very quick to say, here's where we need it. Here's how we think we could go about it. So I do think rather than thinking about there being some kind of off the shelf here's a model and I can apply it. It's actually thinking about it from your own organization imperatives perspectives first, and then begin to think through how do we begin to map that out for our business? Absolutely. And and it does feel sort of like a very, it's a very key thing to get right. Because if, if, you know, if you as a business can create a competitive advantage in a collaborative space and how you work together, it, it seems to, with the way work's going, it seems that it will be a, a very key separating factor going forward. And another thing you mentioned actually in your session was um, this idea that culture is a key enabler for digital transformation to occur. And obviously mm-hmm. we've seen massive uh, you know, accelerations, I suppose, in the pace of digital transformation and investment and everything uh, over the past, uh, past couple of years. Um, would you be able to expand on that a little bit, that link between uh, that, that culture is a key enabler for digital transformation? Yeah, and I think it's been really interesting. I mean, you know, we've, we've all heard about digital for so long, but the reality is it all suddenly had to happen overnight, effectively, and some people managed in that and some people didn't. And I think, you know, again, what the research is starting to, to, to tell us is that 
you know, for some organizations, that focus on culture has been a real differentiator for them in terms of being able to really make that transition. When you break that down, it's really about thinking about how does this organization operate as a whole? And we look at some of the research that's there coming through from BCG and other organizations. There are a number of kind of key elements or kind of facets that you really do need to be thinking about to really create a culture that works well in a digital environment. And what's interesting about those key facets is that in many ways, iHybrid is really offering you that opportunity to embed those in your business. So it really is giving us a very unique opportunity to think about um, how do we embed those kind of behaviors. And those kinds of behaviors are things like us thinking as an organization externally first rather than internally, thinking about how do we diffuse decision making right down through the organization. Again, I think a lot of us will have experience throughout lockdown that almost nearly had to happen but are you actively supporting and structuring that within your business are you designing it in thinking about how do we help people to take some kind of risks and they have to learn learn from the mistakes but creating an environment where that actually feels safe and we're learning from those kinds of things and really being very sort of iterative about how we go about things as opposed to waiting for things to be 100% perfect and I think a lot of it too then is around transparency and that whole sense of of interaction around that piece. So those kinds of imperatives are ones that, you know, the research is very clearly saying are ones that, that back up a culture that really does work well in terms of really being able to gain most advantage out of digital transformation. And from a hybrid perspective, it's really giving you the opportunity to actually embed those and put them in place. Yeah, and that's interesting because, you know, the digital transformation piece kind of goes hand in hand with innovation. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, the word imperative there and something uh, that kind of comes to mind is this idea of an innovation imperative that's very much a focus of businesses at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you kind of suggest that leaders do to ensure that kind of strong innovative practices, which are kind of the the foundation of, um, I suppose, business progress, remain a focus for teams and the wider organization uh, as we look at a kind of a hybrid context? And they become all the more important because the reality is in a hybrid model people are naturally more dispersed you don't have those sort of natural collision points that happen in any organization when everyone happens to be in so I I think the key takeaway is that you need to be incredibly intentional about this this is not something you can assume is going to happen it's not something that you can talk about you actually have to build it in Um, So, yes, of course, there are some core components that need to be in place for hybrid to work well and and, and that really then in turn are prerequisites in many ways to that innovation piece, like, for example, the technology just needs to work, it needs to be set up in the right way, Uh, you need to have space and facilities that really contribute to uh, that innovation and that collaboration taking place when people are co-located, because there'll be lots of times when they're not. So there are a couple of those kind of building blocks, if you like. And those building blocks really do need to be quite intentional. Uh, And then a lot of it is is building on top of that. So really being very deliberate around why are we bringing people together? For what purpose? What are we using that time for? As opposed to in the past, we all tended to just come in. So this whole idea of synchronous, synchronous and asynchronous work comes into play. So really being very thoughtful and very deliberate about those times when you are bringing people face to face and making sure that that is really being used and being optimized in a way that allows innovation to come to the fore and then allowing people to spend time on work that doesn't require that kind of collaborative collision, if you like, uh, in a way that's much more focused and away from one another. 
Yeah, and if we kind of look back a bit, Kieran, we look at sort of the the moment in time when the pandemic hit, the March 2020, mm-hmm. and the time that's passed since then, we've gathered a lot of data points on hybrid working and how exactly mm-hmm. we can make it work to the best of our ability. So based on the kind of um, over that time period, what lessons should leaders use from what they've learned uh, going mm-hmm. forward to kind of inform hybrid work? It's uh, this idea that you mentioned in your, your session of hybrid enablement. Mm. And I think for me, David, that tends to stem from this idea of thinking about hybrid as something much bigger than a working arrangement. Uh, It is easy to just assume, well, we have to do some form of hybrid because we just aren't going to get everybody back in five days and when everyone is doing something. So we ought to just tack something on to how we've already worked. And I think that does a huge disservice to hybrid in and of itself. And it also loses out in the huge opportunity that it lends to organizations. So I I think there's a lot baked into what we've learned. We obviously know there are at times differences between what employees want and what organizations are are, are looking for. So for me, it's about how do you build that balance in the middle around what's gonna work for employees and what's gonna work for us as a business. And then really supporting, uh, educating, um, providing an, an awful lot of those real big change management support programs around it. We can't just assume because everybody had to do uh, this remotely for a period of time that everyone was suddenly fine and is, is fully equipped. In a hybrid world, there are going to be real shifts, for example, in terms of how our managers uh, really get the best out of their people. Very different than when everyone is sitting at home, when you suddenly have a mix of people in different locations and working in different ways. So I think that whole piece of agility on the part of our managers, really building line manager capability, helping them, for example, to think about uh, operating much more as a coach than they may have done in the past. So that whole piece around manager capability is a really significant component of that. I think obviously along with some of the other pieces around um, being much clearer in terms of the direction in which we're headed. So that strategic capability piece is also much more important in the hybrid world, where in the past you could kind of walk around, get a sense of how people are and what's going on, and much easier to pick that up on in a physical space, in a remote or part hybrid space. The, the clarity around our strategic objectives, the clarity around the direction in which we're headed becomes much, much more critical. And again, that's not a skill we can assume that all our business leaders have. It's something that we will need to help build across some of those groups. So really thinking about that agility and that leadership capability space, I think, are some of the really core components of that. Yeah, and some of what you spoke to there is kind of, I suppose, speaking to the larger idea that um, the playing field has changed completely Mm -hmm. for for leaders. As you kind of take a holistic look at things, what do you see as sort of a major opportunity for leaders to take advantage of as we kind of, I suppose, reimagine the architecture of how we work together? And I think for me, I'd I'd ask the questions at at a level up is, is because for me, there's an opportunity for organizations as a whole to think about you know, what, where the land in which we all are now living as, as a huge opportunity in and of itself. So as I mentioned earlier, not simply deciding we're going to devise a hybrid policy and just sort of tell people this is how it's going to work, but actually step back and use this opportunity of, 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 of being able to design hybrid as a lever in and of itself that's going to give us a strategic advantage as a business. So I think that is is something that I see happening in, in, in some organizations. And for me, it's very, very powerful, the degree of impact that that can have on that organization and that business going forward. I think for leaders, I think it is very much around 
um, is it the behavioral change piece is, is, is for me very, very significant here. Um, but I think it's also a very nice space for leaders to be able to be in. So that is around providing that strategic clarity, really acting as that coach uh, for their teams, uh, really supporting them in terms of, of building the decision making right down through the organization. And um, so in terms of the leadership capability piece, I think there is a unique opportunity for them uh, to, to, to really pivot to those kinds of behavioral changes that are going to be critical to this going forward and to really focus on that very quickly, actually. What do you think a fully optimized hybrid model might look like? And how much is that likely to change over, say, the next 10 years or so? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we really know what a fully optimized hybrid model is going to look like. I think the reality is a lot of organizations are still feeling their way through this, um, even when we did the, 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 the network session itself and we ran a quick poll, there were a lot of, of the participants who were saying, we're still actually trying to get a sense of where our people are at and what our needs are. Having said that, I do think there are some organizations who are very clear on the cultural aspect and the collaboration aspect of this and are quite clear of what they need in terms of making that work for, their, for them and in terms of their people and their business. And are already well down the path, I think, to, to that enablement piece. So really helping their leaders at all levels across the organization uh, to be able to connect people back into purpose, being very clear on the strategy, enabling that decision making to work through down through the business. Um, so I think that is happening quite well in some businesses and some are, as I said, are ahead more than others. But the reality is, do we think it'll change? Yes, absolutely. It's going to have to change quite significantly. Um, even from the point of view of, 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 of Ireland itself, we're still not really operating hybrid in many places because of the continuing restrictions. So I think there will be huge changes uh, over the next uh, 10 years. This stage is such a long time frame. I, absolutely, you can be very sure that there'll be plenty there. But even in the short term, and I think that's part of the message that we need to to get across to to organizations and to our people as we work through hybrid is that this is going to be an iterative process it's not something that is going to stay static and actually it needs to continue to evolve and change if it's going to reflect both our needs as employees and our needs as an organization so i think brace ourselves for more change to come yeah, as they say, the only constant is change. change. Um, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's wise words that will live on for many years to come. Uh, Kira, <laughs> I want to thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David.